This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1028, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, it is my prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God and from the eternal burning hell by believing in Jesus Christ, who said these, the most important words in the history of the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you have not truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you came in a little bit later tonight and you didn't hear the gospel, that is the gospel in a nutshell. Church membership can't save you. Working in the church, serving the Lord, so to speak, can't save you. Only believing in the Lord can save you. And we ought to serve the Lord if we are saved, not to get saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save you right now. Just say, Holy Father God, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. Have mercy and grace upon my soul, as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered bled and died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Today, beloved, we're reading Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And comest thou to me? 
that was, dear friends, Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost of God and the Bible knowledge commentary. After years of silence in Nazareth, Jesus appeared among those listening to John's preaching and presented himself as a candidate for baptism. Only Matthew recorded John's opposition to this act. I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? This is not on this level, but this is an illustration uh, for you to grasp this a little bit better. When I was a Bible college student, uh, in an accredited uh, university. I was not familiar with critiquing the professor and so in my ignorance when the professor at the end of the class told the class, okay everybody uh, here's a form that I want to give you where you can critique me or where you can, he was a Greek teacher and it was all Greek to me uh, and I, I needed some some extra help with Greek uh, and so I, I passed the class but barely and so I was sitting there and I protested because he was a well-known Greek teacher, well-known. And I knew he was well-known and I was glad to be under his teaching. I ran back and I said out loud to the whole class and to him, Professor so-and-so, I'm unworthy to critique you. I'm unworthy to give you a grade. And I meant I meant it. In my ignorance, I meant it. I didn't know what they were talking about. Some of the other people started filling out the form and then they stopped when I started talking. I said, I'm unworthy. Basically, I said the same thing John the Baptist was saying. I'm unworthy to judge you. I'm your student. I mean, I wax eloquent. And uh, I'm your student. And you are here to teach me. I dare not fill out the form. And I didn't fill the form out. And that, that probably helped me to get a good grade and to get out of there, too. See, one of the things I learned about going to classes in the traditional fashion 
if you show up and respect the teacher, you'll pass the class. If you just do 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 what you're supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do now. And you'll get a good you'll get a good grade if you turn up, come to class on time, preferably before time, and respect the teacher. And uh, and, and and one of the things I, I love to do when it came down to testing, I wanted to be there early as soon as the teacher gives out the tests. I want my tests, and uh, I was geared up, ready, ready. At least to pass the test. I may not have learned everything, but I at least to pass the test. I studied for that test. You know why? Because uh, with my proud self, I want to walk out to class early. Yes, sir. Look at me real good. I want to be one of the first. I want to be with the white girl, who or the white uh, smart boy or the Indian boy, a Chinese boy, because they, they I saw them getting up real fast. And, uh, pardon me, I saw them, they'll take the test, 30 questions, bam, 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 they up and out. Even if the class is not over, they're going to get some water, they're going to get a break, it's over with. I said, I like that. So let me try to be like these kids. And, but I studied hard the night before when I came to that class, I did something, something I didn't even bring a book. So arrogant, so proud. See if you know if you know the test, huh? If you know the answers, put them down and get on up. That's how I was, and I took pride in that. I, I, I'm ashamed to say it, but uh, it wasn't that way in that Greek class, no sir, no sir. And he, I just found favor in the sight of the priest. If I said his name right now, you would know him. And it was all Greek to me. The truth of the matter is, my my oldest son Daniel White the Fourth, he grabbed he he grasped Greek as a child better than I did as an adult. That's a shame to say, but it's true. And he helped he helped me with my sermons for many years, uh, based upon he he even read the Institutes by Calvin, which we're not Calvinists, but that was a great exercise for him. And so he understood theology very well. And so he could write, sometimes God will give me a message, and this is a fact. I'll give him just the idea, the sketch of it, and within 15 minutes you have the sermon ready. Why? Because he understood theology and he understood Greek. He he told me he was going to be a preacher when he was a child. and I, I, uh, I try to discourage that because, see, just because I'm a preacher doesn't mean you have to be a preacher. I don't believe in that. I made that clear to all of my children. And you're not a prophet, for sure. See, you've got to be called to do what I'm doing. You've got to be called. See, that's why we have lost, what, 70% of the preachers out, pastors out there? They were never called in the first place. And we have one uh, devilish preacher who is a volunteer out here confusing people. Not called. That's right. And so, uh, and I, I'm, I don't feel like saying his name tonight. But his name is Andy Stanley. He is a volunteer. He's not called. 
but uh, my son, my oldest son, Daniel, the fourth, he knows Greek well. And uh, he, he, he knows, uh, he read the whole book on Calvin, Institute, Institutes of Calvin, or whatever you call them. I had the same book in, my, in, 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 in the house with me, and I didn't read it. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> too much. And, uh, but he read it all the way through. And he, got, he, got, he got great understanding of it. And so it was easy for him as a youngster to, to put sermons together. And my son, uh, my baby son, Daniel Zeger, who did not, he, he told me up front, as soon as he came out the room, I'm not called to preach. He told me as a little boy, no, sir. And he told me that straight up. And so, however, he took up the mantle. When my oldest son left, he didn't study Greek. And he did not uh, uh, read Calvin. Uh, but he's done a comparable job for the glory of God. And I thank the Lord for that. But that's how I was with this great Greek teacher. And this is how John the Baptist was. Not only John the Baptist did this, but Peter did it. And at the time when Jesus had to tell Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. See, you sound, you know, what you're saying is good, but it's, it's the devil behind it. Yeah. Have you ever been around people like that? They are saying something good, but you know it, it's the devil behind it. That's what was happening. Anyway, John recognized Jesus did not fit the requirements for his baptism because he had never sinned. He had nothing to repent of. <laughs> You know, John was taken aback by this. I know this man here is the Son of God. He's never sinned, and so therefore he has nothing to repent of. I'm baptizing God. For all you pastors who like to brag that you baptize a movie star, a Hollywood star. Well, John the Baptist baptized the Son of God. You can't touch that. I can tell you that. Since his baptism was for repentance from sin. Of what did Jesus have to repent? He had never sinned. Second Corinthians five twenty one, Hebrews four fifteen, seven twenty six, first John three five, Jesus never sinned. So he could not be officially entering into John's baptism, even though he was seeking to be baptized by John. Some feel Jesus was confessing the sins of the nation. As Moses did, Ezra did, and I'm going to add Samuel did, and Daniel had done on previous occasions. However, another possibility is suggested in Matthew 3.15, and we will deal with that on next time. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, thank you so much for your enlightening word. Thank you, Lord, that we are able to read it and to grasp it, to understand it better, and to comprehend it in a practical sense. Lord, help us to obey it, to live by it, and apply it to our lives, to teach it, to preach it, and to preach your holy gospel from it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. 
Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, Accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh death to material things you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin but ultimately you will die physically your body will be put in a cold dark grave and that ought to be frightening because it is frightening but more frightening is that your soul if it dies without Christ will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said, in Matthew chapter 10 verse 28 and fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell also the Bible says in Revelation 21 8 but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. 
Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again, and you're ready to trust him as your Savior, pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. In the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. 
we have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time. Your majesty, peace